0: Hello everyone and welcome, welcome to another episode of Everyday Black History. I'd like to welcome you this Wednesday, this hump day, to another episode as we will continue covering black history as we do here. And to start this episode, we just have a couple of uh, rest in peace uh, shoutouts that we would like to you know, give, um, I'm sure many people know, if you've seen on social media and even the news, uh, two uh, pioneers in our culture have uh, passed on recently, and uh, these two women, we're going to um, cover more extensively as we get into uh, Women's History Month next next uh, month. But uh, we just wanted to first give a shout out to uh, B. Smith, uh, Barbara Elaine Smith, who uh, passed away on uh, February twenty second. She was a restaurateur, a model, an author, a businesswoman, a television host, um, and she accomplished a lot in her second in her 70 years uh on this earth uh she was the um she was a model being one of being the first uh african-american model to be featured on the cover of uh, mademoiselle magazine in 1976 she uh was a, a restaurateur where she opened up a few restaurant tours and but uh, she opened up a few restaurants excuse me in new york city as well as in long island and in uh, washington dc she uh opened up um uh, uh, decor and uh and furniture lines um as well. Uh she collaborated with Lazy Boy and with Bed Bath and Beyond on different uh, home collection lines uh, based off her name. She wrote several books. She um was a host on se- uh, um several uh, television shows as well and she was just, you know, a inspiration to a lot of women because of what she's accomplished, you know, being a model and a businesswoman and, and an author. Unfortunately, uh, she, uh, suffered from early onset, uh, dementia when she was in her early sixties and, um, uh, Alzheimer's disease rather when she was in her early sixties and, um, she just, you know, slowly, uh, deteriorated. And unfortunately her loved ones had to, had to witness that, which, which was sad, but, um, she died on February 22nd at the age of 70. And, You know, her uh, her, uh, memory and her contributions to black history, black culture will definitely be remembered. Um, And as I mentioned, we'll definitely highlight her uh, further on an episode um, during Women's History Month and get into more detail of her life and accomplishments. But uh, B. Smith, Barbara Elaine Smith, we salute you and may you rest in peace. The second woman who we wanted to uh, give a rest in peace shout out to is uh, Catherine Johnson. Katherine Johnson uh you know died February 24th uh 20 you know this year and um she was a mathematician a physicist and it was her beautiful brain that made uh space space uh um travel possible her calculations of orbital uh, mechanics at, while she worked at NASA um was critical to the to the success of the first um, and subsequent U.S. crewed space flights. Uh, she worked at NASA for 35 years, and even um, at the predecessor to NASA, and um, before the uses of the usage of computers, uh, it was women like her who who used their brain and in, in, in calculations and mathematics that was able to determine, you know, these uh, space trajectories and things of that nature. Complex manual calculations. And that she was able to do and her uh, accomplishments became more known over the years with uh, articles and movies like Hidden Figures Taraji B. Henson played her in the movie so um, definitely especially after that movie came out her contributions became more known but uh, she lived a long life and when she died she was 101 but it's sad because it took so long for her to be noticed for what she did to be noticed. But I'm glad that she was able to be alive to see her contributions, get recognition. But we also wanted to give her a rest in peace um, shout out. and We will definitely be covering her more extensively as well and her accomplishments because she accomplished a lot. and She was uh, recognized for her work, you know, later on in her life. But uh, rest in peace, Katherine Johnson. And we thank you for your contributions to black history, black culture. And we salute you for it. Now. Getting into uh, the episode today, we're going to be highlighting uh, two brothers who are in the tech world doing thing big things in tech right now. Uh, the first brother who we're going to um, highlight is a man by the name of DeAndre Lewis. And he is an entrepreneur. He runs a uh, software company. And he just started his own ride-sharing company. A ride-sharing company by the name of Scoopem. And that's Scoop, the word Scoop, M, you know, with the with the letter M, and the thing about it that's interesting is that he is uh, betting on himself and taking on the larger ride-sharing companies like Lyft and Uber and even Grubhub. Now uh, he is uh, based in Charlotte because that's where he's from. He's from uh, Fayette, Fayetteville, North Carolina, and um, you know when people ask him about is he nervous about going up against the big wigs. He says he brought up a good point where he said every time a McDonald's opens up on the corner, there's a Burger King on the other side. And, you know, most areas where you see McDonald's, Burger Kings or fast food joints, they all are getting business and they all are doing well. So there's enough room for everybody. And especially if the prices are good, if the service is good. You know, we as the customer will always we always like alternatives. Most people who use Uber use Lyft as well. So there's plenty of room for this brother to do well with his ride sharing company. Now, just to you know, just want to point out that there is another ride sharing company called Scoop, so this is not to be mistaken with Scoop. His is called Scoop M, and his website is called ScoopMe.com. So, if you want more information, you can go on the website ScoopMe.com if you're interested in being a driver. Because even though it's in Charlotte now, it's going to expand obviously. So, if you're interested in being a driver you can go on the website and find more information on um, the ride sharing company but the interesting thing is that you know scoop m focuses on safety of the consumers especially women and children and um he uh came up with the company because he said that a lot of the students who uh who are who are who train because he owns a, a software company called ibg and in his software company, um, they deal with staffing, consultant, development, and training. So he trains a lot of young students. And um, he noticed that a lot of the participants in his training program, they struggled to find transportation to class. So that was the basis for the idea of launching uh, his own ride-sharing uh, company. And he marketed it as a safer and economically alternative to what is out there, as we know, as Lyft because Lyft could be expensive, and even Uber. And he mentioned that a lot of the students that are in his training program are between 14 and 18 or 19 years old. And a lot of them have to rely on their parents or transportation to get to training. And so if there's ever an issue with the public transportation or any kind of issue that they have to deal with, they weren't able to come to class. So that's why he saw a need for his own ride-sharing company. And uh, he claims that his company is going to be safer because they do a thorough driver screening that uh, many other rideshare share uh, companies, uh, you know, I mean, they're safer now, but they have been a lot of issues with Lyft and Uber and, and um, different sexual assault cases. And he says that his company does a, a, thorough, a thorough driver screening as well as applying scoop M decals and branding on vehicles with LED lights to identify their cars. As well as cameras recording inside and outside of the car, and there's even a panic button if needed. So, you know, he's all about safety with his ride sharing company so that um, people who use it and who ride in their cars can feel uh, 100% safe. There's also a mobile app with ride information so that you know whose car you're getting in, the driver, and you know, the information about them so that you know, there is a, a, uh, a uh, trail. Um, or, 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 or a way for you know a person to be tracked, so that you know their safety is assured. He mentioned that um, you know he had since he owns a software company, he wanted to build something that's more safe, and that, um, and to build something that you know trust that parents can trust their children uh, riding in, and that you know women that may be skeptical of using ride-share services, they can trust um, that the the car that they're getting in is a you know it's a safe ride. Even elderly people, um you know when they're getting something delivered, they want to make sure that it's transparent, safe, and that there's a certain level of, of integrity. Um you know and he uh like like we were saying he's disrupting you know these big ride sharing companies because he's even coming for companies like Grubhub because you know he also is launching not only just the ride sharing portion to pick up and drop off but there's also a career portion for delivery there's also a uh, kind of like a uber eats where you can do you know order food and you know different drivers will come by and deliver food so he's definitely looking to make a dent in uh and what's going on in the ride sharing business but with his own business and you know we definitely want to highlight that because you know it's black owned and it's a beautiful thing for this brother to do this and be be successful at doing it and you know for us to support it because you know even though right as of now it's in charlotte it's definitely going to grow and expand to major cities first as well as other uh, cities as well so it'll be nice to be able to use you know something that's you know black owned for us by us not just for us it's for everybody you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna you know say that it's just for black of course not i mean this would be for everybody to use especially people looking to feel more safe you know you have some some people who may not feel safe in some of these ubers or or lifts but he's you know putting out his company to make sure to assure you know the safety of the passengers the ride sharing business is um, looking to expand in, into you know big numbers, and he said he's looking to to take you know seven to ten percent of the global ride-sharing market. You know, and considering the numbers that they claim that the ride-sharing industry is going to uh, be at within the next five or six years, that seven or ten percent is more than enough for a company to be a success. And the other good thing about Scoop M. That uh, he he says is that if you're a driver working for for his company, you'll actually be getting paid you know more money. Uh, we've all heard you know a lot of drivers that drive for Uber and Lyft, especially Uber, complain about uh, not getting paid well and you know or, or not getting their tips or anything like that. Even some of these other companies like Postmates or DoorDash or Grubhub, I've heard heard all kinds of stories by. Some of the drivers about not getting paid on time or not getting paid as much as they thought they were going to get paid because a lot of the ride sharing companies take a percentage for whatever different reasons. He says that with his company, any driver that, you know, uh, that works with his company, that they're going to be able to, they're going to be getting paid better. And a lot of these, what they call gig economy jobs like DoorDash and Grubhub, you know, the thing that makes them appealing, especially to young people, is that you can do it on your own time. You know, you can make money whenever you want. You can work for a few hours a day. And if you hustle, then you can make, you know, money, especially if you're young, you're in school. If you don't have, like, major bills, you can actually, uh, or you can supplement your income. If you do have a full-time job and you do DoorDash or Grubhub on the side, you can make, you know, supplemental income. But as we mentioned, a lot of more to complain about. You know that you know their money being being taken so he says that his drivers will um, be be paid right you know there'll be a background check obviously um, and but their drivers will be paid well they'll be able to keep their tips and they'll be getting paid you know you know more money which is something that's appealing you know to anybody who's looking to supplement their income or get into the gig economy so you know, it's still in these early stages now, and we look forward to seeing how it continues to grow. And I hope, I hope that it, it uh, you know, gets up there where Uber and Lyft is, and you know, get on get on that get on that uh, plateau. It'd be a beautiful thing to see that you know, especially since it's a new company, it's black owned. It'd be a beautiful it'd be a beautiful thing to see a black owned ride sharing tech company get up to that level of Uber and Lyft, as, especially if they do. You know, pay their drivers right, and if they do, um, you know, assure safety of its drivers. I mean, you know, those are all you know good things. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on Scoop M, and, and as it continues to grow, I'm definitely gonna download it onto my phone and and check out their service. And you know, I'm not sure if it's in New York yet, but I'll be looking to see you know when it gets here. And anybody listening, you know, definitely check it out. As remember that Scoop M S C O O P M. And if you want to look on the website, the the website is called ScoopMe.com. And remember, it's not to be confused with the other company called Scoop. That's a different company. The one we're talking about today and that we're highlighting today is called ScoopM. And a brother who started it, his name is DeAndre Lewis. So uh, we definitely look forward to seeing, you know, how ScoopM grows and the success. Yeah, I got things buzzing. And the success of ScoopM, we definitely look forward to seeing that. So, uh, DeAndre Lewis, we, uh, we salute you, and we look forward to seeing how you continue to grow Scoop'em and the success that, you know, your future successors as well. Now, the next, you know, person we're going to highlight is a young brother by the name of Roy Alella. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And Roy Alella is a uh, young 25-year-old engineer and inventor from Kenya and he's found a solution to bridging the communication barrier between deaf and hearing people now he has invented some gloves it's called sign io and it's gloves that can translate sign hand movements to audible speech you know so that you know deaf people can you know talk even though they don't understand even if they don't even to those who don't understand sign language so you know a lot of people don't know sign language you know but If you use these gloves and the app that comes with it, then you can actually communicate with someone who is deaf Now uh, the gloves the sign IO gloves feature sensors that are mounted on each of the five fingers to determine its movements Including how much a finger is bent. So the gloves are connected to you know Through through Bluetooth they are connected uh, through an Android app that he invented this same young man Roy Alele also invented the app and it uses a text a text-to-speech function to convert the gestures to vocal speech Now the thing that inspired him to create this is that uh, his six-year-old niece she was born deaf and you know the family was having trouble communicating with her so he said that his niece wears the gloves and she pairs them to her phone or to his phone. And then she will start to sign. and He's able to understand what she's saying. So, you know, most sign language, uh, most deaf people are good at reading lips. But this is just an easier alternative way to communicate with, you know, our, our loved ones or people who we know who are deaf. And um, he uh, he works at Intel and he uh, teaches data science at Oxford University, so he already has a background in tech. But um, and but he also he launched these gloves to um, special needs students in a school in Southwest Kenya. And uh, he wants it. He aims for it to be available in every school for special needs uh, students to assist as many deaf children or hearing impaired children as possible. Now, even though these gloves are still in its uh, prototype phase of development, um, he's already received rewards and prize money so that he can uh, further improve the invention and make it more readily and widely accessible to more people world, worldwide. He also uh, was a 2018 grand winner of the Hardware Trailblazer Award for the American uh, Society of Mechanical Engineers engineers in new york and he was the second runner up at the royal academy of engineering leaders and innovation fellowship in london um but he, he said that once it's been made um available in the public market uh sign gloves sign io gloves will be one of the many sensor-based devices that are expected to generate revenue of around 30 billion by the end of 2024 according to global newswire so that's amazing. I mean, you know, for him to not only create this these gloves, but also the app the app behind it, and you know, there are so many people that will be able to benefit from this. Not only children, but just anybody who is hearing impaired or completely deaf. These are this is this new technology is groundbreaking, and no doubt it'll it'll uh, it'll do a lot of uh, make a lot of positive change for people who are hearing impaired. So we just wanted to to highlight, you know, these two brothers and what they're doing, because what they're doing is groundbreaking. It's next level. And, you know, it's it'll it's, it's, you know, game changing. So just remember these names, Roy Alela. That's uh, A-L-L-E-A-L-L-E-L-A. Roy Alela, 25 year old engineer from Kenya who uh, invented these gloves, Sign I.O. Gloves. So uh keep an eye out for that as that, you know, continues to grow and be improved upon and expand. And as well as DeAndre Lewis with Scoop M, the Scoop M ride sharing company. So we just wanted to highlight them, what they're doing in the tech field and um how groundbreaking it is and we look forward to seeing their continued success and the growth of their inventions. So Roy Alella, we salute you. DeAndre Lewis, we salute you, we salute you both for uh, what you're doing in the tech field, how you're contributing to black history and black culture. So that concludes this episode, ladies and gentlemen, and um, we will be coming back uh, with more black history uh, this week. But before I, end, before I end this episode, I just also wanted to just, you know, uh, mention the website, theeverydayblackhistory.com. Um, that's where you can find all of our uh, podcast episodes, our earlier podcast podcast episodes um as well as you know blog blog posts that we're doing and we're going to be doing more blog posts and adding to those as well as our instagram facebook you know youtube we're on you know most of the social media platforms but just want to thank you all for the continued support and just stay tuned for the next episode